Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And dysphoria as well is, is, a, is a sense, it's the opposite of euphoria. So, so basically, yeah, that feeling of all right and good and happy and whatever, the opposite of that about yourself all the time. So, oh. yeah, so that, but that's the actual, the sense of feeling. It's, it's a sense of um, despair, basically. And yeah, the treatment for that is transition. And then, you know, that sense of despair kind of goes over time. And then as you kind of just get on with your life. Did you ever feel suicidal? Um, I don't really want to talk about that. Okay. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. Steel string guitar Chimes Synthetic percussion drums Baby girl I love you so much That I wrote you this song And to show you how much I really care It sounds like every other one The beat kicks in and then I sing a bit more rhythmically To make it sensual I sing it in a minor key I move my hands like I'm pushing someone in front of me Now that's the first verse And now I'm gonna take it to the bridge I say something about how I don't wanna break up Then I turn around and rhyme it with makeup I tell you that we should be together How long? Forever That long? That is the Axis of Awesome, an Australian musical comedy act, with three members, Jordan, Lee and Benny. Together, they have been working for 10 years uh, around the world. Their YouTube hits are up at like 100 million or something incredible. So they, they have fans all over the world who really dig what they do. Recently, though, their fans have noticed a big change. Here is the video in which Jordan explained to uh, the fans of Axis of Awesome what was happening in her life. So I got rid of my beard in February 2015 and for the past year a lot of you guys have been talking about it. Some of you want to know why I got rid of it and have been asking when it will be coming back. Some of you have said that without the beard I no longer look like Jack Black but instead look like Boo from Orange is the New Black, Russell from Up and Roz from Monsters Inc. A lot of Pixar. Well the truth of the matter is that there is a very good reason for why I got rid of my beard and a very very good reason why it is never ever coming back. And that reason is that I am transgender. No shit. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is the Nitty Gritty Committee. Stories about the guts and the glory of life. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Are you, are you sick and tired of talking about yourself? Um, a little bit. Um, not really. I mean, I kept it secret for 32 years, so it's, it's nice to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you've just transitioned. I remember, yeah. I remember hearing a whisper about this about, would it have been a year ago? Um, 
I Maybe yes, I, I've been in transition for about a year, but um, someone, I don't know if the whispers were a year ago. Oh, well, and not it wasn't obviously yeah. a nasty whisper or anything no. like that. It was someone said to me, "Hey, Jordan's transitioning." So, did people know at the time when you started your transition? No, I mean, yeah, at, at the start, I was I just told kind of friends and family, and um, uh, maybe four or five months before we made the big public announcement um, was when I went full time, like living full time as, as as female, and um, had make an announcement on my you know to my private Facebook to my friends and stuff. So, um, I was out for quite a while before we came out on YouTube with the band. So, um, yeah. People knew, but it just wasn't out to broadcast. This is it. Yeah. When you're part of a group that has 120 million YouTube hits, you've got levels of totally. Basically, yeah. I mean, it was a matter of going, I can't start my life as a woman at the same time as starting my career as a woman because it's so public and, you know, I just needed to get used to it and the people around me needed to get used to it. And, uh, yeah, so we kind of did it in stages. Um, Yeah, it was good. It was all right. It worked out really well and, and it was helpful that people stopped recognising me because I, because they saw a girl and they didn't put two and two together. But now they're going to keep start recognising you again. Is that bit. a problem? Or? No, no, it's cool. Um, it's nice. It's it's quite different the way that people recognise me now because it's um, before it was like, oh, you that bloke from that thing? Oh, yeah, that's really good. And now it's like, oh, it's a unicorn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, because it's, you know, the, the, the transgender person that they know and it's yeah. and it's interesting and unique. So it's, um, I don't know if I should call myself a unicorn. I don't know. You can call yourself whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that you are whatever you identify as and whatever you feel inside yes. that you are. I should I should clarify that I don't actually identify as a unicorn. <laughs> Um, there are people who do, and that's totally fine. It's totally cool. I'm not surprised. There probably yeah, are. There I don't are. know. I don't judge. Uh, so you'd been a comedian. You'd been a working performer for 10 years. Mm-hmm. When you started performing, did you ever think that you would transition? Um, I mean, I've I've dealt with gender dysphoria since I was a kid. Yeah. It's been there my whole life. And I'm in early – but, you know, I never knew what it was. You know, I had these feelings and no one – talk about and no media about it. So it's kind of, I just dealt with them by myself. And then, so transitioning was something that was in my head, but it was like, oh, but that's for other people. That's not for me. And, and it was also just this sense, um, that it would end my career, yes. you know, if I did that. And I, and I, I remember thinking, well, oh, maybe 10 years ago, it was like, you know, thinking about it and going, oh, if it's, if this is something I did, it's, it, it would mean the end of my career. So if I, if I get no opportunities for a whole year, then maybe I'll think about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's really, it's really confusing when you don't know, because you don't know what it's like in a cisgender person's head. You don't know what it's like not to have that conflict. And so for me, it was just normal. And I presumed everyone kind of felt that way sometimes. And it was just sometimes, you know, it it was, you know, I, I actively repressed it and it only kind of came up in certain moments when I wasn't thinking about gender. I wasn't thinking about it. I was just getting on with life. So um, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. I don't remember the question. It answers questions that I haven't even asked. Yeah. But, you know, obviously you, you're right. You have put a lot more thought into it than most of us put into it. Yeah. What, what does cisgender mean? So cisgender means not transgender. So, um, you are cisgender. Oh, I'm cisgender. I presume. Oh, okay. Yeah, as far uh, as I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. rather than saying transgender people and normal people. And normals. Okay. That's very sweet. Yeah, okay. Um, you say it's cisgender. Just we need, yeah. We need a word. We need a word to say not trans. Um, yeah. Um, so it's trans and cis. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. To, yeah, that is really difficult. You must get that a lot. People sort of saying, 
normal. Yeah, yeah. And Maybe I mean, not I, you. That's the big, big thing about it is, is yeah, people are still learning the language yes. around trans, trans issues that, you know, there's been a lot of media in the last 18 months, um, you know, with a lot of, a lot of um, TV shows and Caitlyn Jenner coming out and a lot of people talking about it. But before then, um, yeah, I, I didn't know the word cis, you know, five years ago. Um, What's your perspective on the Caitlyn Jenner coming out? I mean, from a cis perspective, yeah. I think... Oh, that must be really helpful. But then I see, I do read a lot of um, transgender stuff where where transgender people are saying, no, it's not. It's it's furthering stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me personally, when she came out, was at, at um, sort of an interesting time in my own transition, and it was hard for me, in general, to to consume any media that was about trans issues um, because um, you know of what I was going through. And I think you know, Caitlyn Jenner and I are very different people. I think we have very different backgrounds and very different um, beliefs politically. And um, um, but that doesn't mean that she's not trans and uh, or anything like that. And I think what is good and what is happening is that more and more um, trans people with profile are coming forward. And then there is a, there is a variety of people in the spotlight. And I think if there is an issue, it, it, if at all, then it's with the media focusing on one person's journey and then labelling that as the journey. Mm-hmm. But there are so many different ways that people deal with being trans and so many, you know, different personalities and political beliefs. And, you know, now that we have the Wachowski sisters and, you know, uh, Laura Jane Grace and um, uh, Chaz Bono and, and all these kind of transgender people in the spotlight with a variety of backgrounds, that's, that's positive. Yeah. That's great. Well, certainly I know of a small child in my world who mm. is being treated as trans at yeah. the moment. It's um, a child who has said to their parents that they want to live as the other gender mm-hmm. and their parents are going with it and the school's going with it. It's created a, some awkwardness around which toilet to use and stuff like right. that It's very in very young primary school. Sure. Did you, you – I know you've been dealing with it all your life. Did you – think that you were going to grow up to be a lady when you were little? When I was little, yeah. I, I had imagined, I'd seen a documentary on like 60 Minutes or something when my parents were watching TV about someone who was intersex and so they were raised uh, female um, and then when they hit puberty it became aware that the person was actually male, Yeah. Um, that their anatomy erupted. Um, yeah, right, okay. And so so that, yeah, as a, as a kid they were raised female and then it became apparent that they were actually male. And I thought that that was me. And I thought, oh, okay, well then I just need to wait for puberty and everyone will see that I'm a girl. Oh, wow. And did you ever say that to your parents? No, God, no. Um, Did you know, were you aware at that time that that was already weird in inverted commas? No, 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 totally. I just thought it was wishful. I thought it was, um, but I knew I I, I knew I needed to be ashamed of it, really. That's all I, yeah. Oh, that's heartbreaking to hear. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you look back at trans representation in the media in, during that time, um, you know, what what was there in the 90s, there was Jerry Springer. And and that's that's it. That's all I can remember. Or, you know, the odd um, story on, on law and order of a trans woman being murdered and, you know, the, or the mystery of the, the hormones or whatever. Mm. Um, so for me, all of that media, um, you know, and things like movies like Ace Ventura and, you know, it was – and. The crying game and everything. It's Ace all... Ventura, it's so interesting you bring that because I was just about to say to you, I don't remember any trans yeah. in the media in the 90s. Uh, I watched Ace Ventura with my children recently yeah. because, and I didn't remember, but as we were watching it, I thought, oh, God, we can never watch this again. Yeah, totally. Because he is kissing a woman 
and then he finds out that she's trans and then he goes and scrubs his mouth out, scrubs his tongue, vomits and everything. Yeah. I completely forgot that was part of the movie. So if you look at any media about trans issues, it was either as a joke, as a punchline, as a trap for for heterosexual men. Yes. Um, And if you look at things like Jerry Springer, the coverage of real-life trans people was always destructive. It was always bringing a couple on the show, revealing a secret and watching the relationship be destroyed on TV yeah. and more often than not become violent. Yeah. Um, and so that's all I saw. And tearing the wigs off and all that all of that the trans kind of person. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So that's that's the only and, – and it was like, well, this is a shameful thing um, to be like that. And if you if you are open about it, then you destroy your relationships with your family or your partner or whatever. And, I mean, it's great now that there are – I mean, there's still plenty of that going on. Yeah. Um, something recently where it was just an aside comment. I think it was, it was Zoolander or something. Um, but there is, there is now really good representation as well. And I think now that kids are actually seeing um, people in the media, and I've had a lot of parents get in touch with me through through Facebook or, or come to our gigs and, and talk and say um, how wonderful it is for their kid now to see someone who they have already been a fan of, you mm-hmm. know, as, as and um, that they have can look up to them and see that it hasn't, um, spoilt a career or life or whatever, mm. um, and that's really really touching. I mean, for me, I'm I'm just so glad that I can keep doing what I do and what I love to do, and the fact that it's also helping um, people out there, particularly young people, is really really great. It's amazing because in the very recent past, transgender issues were part of comedy mm. for all the wrong reasons. Totally easy easy punchlines, easy jokes, and now here you are a transgender person doing comedy, yeah. con- just continuing to do comedy, and it's not about your transition, it's not about any of that stuff. It's, yeah. it's still about the hilarious, geeky, nerdy comedy totally. that yours has always been about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Wow. I, I mean, even uh, looking back at our work, there was um, uh, what's there, there's, there's a song that we sang about, you know, that time when people speculating about Lady Gaga being yeah. Trans and we made a joke about it. And for me, that was kind of you know internalized transphobia, tr- um, trying to resist the way I was. I think, um, you know, subconsciously and stuff to you know perform that perform a song, you know, referencing that, um, which I'm not pr- particularly proud of. But I think for us to make progress, we need to recognize what, how we were in the past. You know, yeah, in general. Yeah, you're right. And none of us is perfect. And no, none of us has always been as sort of socially aware as we are totally. now. And I certainly made jokes and did routines that I would never dream of. Yeah, doing yeah. now. And I think for I mean for me because trans issues are are just so recently on the radar and pe- people are questioning their behaviour f- from years past, in particularly in comedy. Um, I think it's important for for people in the transgender community to be patient and kind with the people as they try to change. Um, because in terms of support for trans people, we are outnumbered by people who kind of don't support us mm. and we need to win hearts and we need to win minds and we need to um, do that with patience and love and kindness. And also it's nice to hear you say that, not that I think you owe me or anyone else a responsibility of anything, but that that we make mistakes. I of could course. make mistakes. Oh, totally. You know, and it's nice to think that I could be forgiven and helped because yeah. sometimes – I mean, I was sitting next to a football player once in mm. Brisbane on the radio who who was talking about trannies, yeah. and and then it just this a person in the transgender community in Brisbane freaked out about it, and then if you Googled my name for like two years after that, you saw transphobic, and yeah. I lost gigs because of it because I used to do a lot of gigs in the um, gay community yeah. in Brisbane. So it's nice to feel like 
it's okay if I make mistakes, I can totally. be forgiven. Totally. I think that, and I think in, in general, in terms of offence or whatever, yeah. it's, it's, it's a journey. It's not, if you do something offensive and then you find out afterwards that you've made a mistake, admitting to your mistake and yeah. asking for forgiveness and committing to changing your behaviour in the future is what we're trying to achieve rather than heaping shit on you for what you did in the past. Oh, yeah, it's terrifying. When the internet turns on you, yeah. when, when a certain vocal p- portion of the internet turns on you, it's totally. so scary and then you don't know what to do. You get defensive or what do I do? Yeah, I mean, even just there's these small things that, you know, a lot of people don't know if they talk, like the rule is if you speak about a transgender person uh, in the past before transition, you still use their pronouns. I did not know that. You see, yeah, I, when yeah. I'm talking about... Bruce Jenner yeah. in the past when he was Bruce, I say Bruce. Yeah. Am I not? And, and no. I say he. Am so I not? yeah. So you should always say Caitlin, and you should always say oh. she. Oh, so when Caitlin competed in the Olympics, yeah, she, she won gold. She won gold medal in the men's decathlon. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, and it's just a matter of saying that and knowing it because um, for the for the person who's transitioned, they their under their sense of gender is continuous throughout their life. Of course. So even though they were presenting as a particular gender at the time. They their sense of self was always um, the the way it is. So it's being respectful towards that, and you know a lot of people when when you refer to someone's old name, um, which I, thankfully I don't have that problem because I've kept my been name. Jordan, yes. Um, but that's called dead naming, um, oh. and that's and it can be quite hurtful for a trans person for someone to use their their old name, even referring to them in the past. And, you know, because more often, so, so sometimes, if you, even if you're telling an anecdote to a mutual friend, that mutual friend might not know the person's transgender. They might have only met them recently. And so you, you have the risk of outing them as mm. well. Yeah. You have just saved me the rest of my life. A bit. <laughs> Thank you. I will never, ever, ever do that again. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. 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 No. Um, both of my children who are six, they're twins, mm-hmm. have said to me at different times, that they want to be, my daughter says, I want to be a boy. I wish I was a boy. My son says, I wish I was a girl. I wish I was a girl. In fact, for a time, insisted on being called Scarlet. Okay. Like, is that, do you think all kids are like that? Or is there, is there, was there a moment that y- you can think of where you think, gee, I wish my parents had listened to that more or pay more attention? Um, I wasn't vocal about it. At all? I kept it, I kept it secret. I think there are, there are definitely trends in people's stories and... There is a there is a trend. There is a kind of you know a particular narrative that seems to sync up with me of of shame until early thirties um, and and repression and being hyper masculine throughout um, the teenage and early twenties. Like what? Well, how do you be hyper masculine? Uh, I mean, I played rugby. I um, you know singing a very rock voice, grew a big beard. You know, mm. was proudly masculine and. You know, you find a lot of transgender women join the military, particularly in the states, where where there's you know there's a lot of people who who serve and then kind of hit their thirties and then start start looking back on their lives and realizing. Um, mm. So that's one particular you know one particular narrative. Other narratives are there are kids who know 100 percent from when they're kids, but yeah. there. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. But also just kids who, who for them, it's a sense of play and exploration. Yeah. And, I mean, it's about letting your kids be themselves. And if it is if it is a phase, then it'll phase out, you know, and it's a, a six-year-old wants to be called a particular name. I remember I was five and I wanted to be called Ray because I really liked the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Yeah, he he had a best friend called Scarlett who was very cool. Right. So I guess that's so. That, so it could have been that. I mean, <laughs> right. but but who knows? It's just about being loving and supporting to your kids, and and yeah. and um, you know, they they I like that old adage of you know, is it a boy's toy or is it a girl's toy? And it's like, well, is it used for sex? Like, <laughs> then it's a toy for children. If it's not, it's a toy for children. You know? Yeah. Hey, can I ask about transitioning? Like, mm-hmm. like when. Like, do you set a date or do you, you know, like when you finally decide, okay, I'm going to be me and to hell with the consequences, I have to be me. Yeah. Do you go, right, in June, I'm transitioning. Like, how, do, how does it, no, do you go I mean, to a place? Transitioning, is, it's, a, it's a journey and it takes a, a long time and it's never really over, I don't think. Right. Um, I mean, the way people do it, I mean, in Australia, you would, um, you would start by talking to your doctor. Okay. You know, and then they would... Um, you know, talk to you, and then you would you would see a, a psychologist uh, or, or psychiatrist who would diagnose you with gender dysphoria. Okay. Um, and then from that diagnosis, you can kind of um, deal with it how you want. If you want to start hormone treatment, that's that's what you would do at that point. How and, long does that take? All that diagnosis. Um, I mean, I mean, the, you would see a psychiatrist. They would they would assess you, however long it took. It's different for different people, and then. Um, then you can begin a hormone treatment and that's that's perpetual. That's throughout your life. And so then do you join groups? Like do you get online and meet other trans but yeah, other people who are transitioning? Totally, totally. There yeah. are there are support groups and stuff. And I yeah. you know, I've got a couple of um close friends now and we all sort of started transitioning around the same time. And um I think one of the things with the community though is that, you know, there is that kind of period where you're in trans obviously in transition and that takes like a couple of years for kind of the the, the physical changes and, and, and whatever happened. And then um, a lot of people after that period kind of disengage from the community because they just kind of re-enter society as themselves, which is totally cool. Like they're, they're they're this this intense part of the journey, and then they just go on and live their lives as their gender. Um, so what that means for the community is that there's not necessarily an old guard. Um, there aren't like a lot of old trans people that are really there are there are definitely some, mm-hmm. but most people just kind of get on with their lives, which is really. A lovely thing as well to, to to think that you can get past your dysphoria and and dysphoria as well is is a is a sense it's the opposite of euphoria. Oh, so yes. so basically, yeah, that feeling of all right and good and happy and whatever the opposite of that 
about yourself all the time. So, oh. yeah. So that, but that's the actual the sense of feeling. It's it's a sense of um, despair, basically. And yeah, the treatment for that is transition, and then you know that sense of despair kind of goes over time, and then as you kind of just get on with your life. Did you ever feel suicidal? Um, I don't really want to talk about that. Okay, that's all right. Okay, yeah. That sounds like a really hard place to live, though, in mm. dysphoria. Now that you've actually, I I always sort of it as meaning like um, confusion, but yeah. the way you put it is like, oh no, it's it's not confusion. Yeah, when people said, oh, what does it feel like? It's like my brain expects my body to be female, Ugh. and when it notices that it doesn't, it despairs. Oh wow! Um, and you know, historically. Um, they've tried to fix people's brains or, or change people's brains and it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't convince someone's brain that it's um, differently and, and, what, and what you can do is fix someone's body. So who – is there someone who's helping you to figure out what nail polish is good for you and what hair is good for you and like how to put on makeup and – how to like how yeah. to wear spanks? Is there someone who <laughs> YouTube? Um, of course, I, yeah, YouTube's there. But do you have a support um, person? Oh, support undergarment? No, um, no, 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 no. Support. Yeah, person. totally. I've got I've got a group of you know female friends and people Great. helping me out. And but also I uh, I was I've always been like since a kid very into Warhammer. I don't know if you're familiar with Warhammer, no. which is a tabletop war game where you paint little soldiers. <laughs> okay. So I've been painting little soldiers like 28 millimeter figures since I was like. <laughs> 11 or 12 years old. So fingernails, no problem. So fingernails, makeup, <laughs> I am a god. Oh, you got a steady hand. I got the winged eyeliner down. Oh, I can nail it all. So. That's fabulous. Yeah. Um, so what do you see for your future? What do you want for your future? Do you do you think there'll be a time when you'll when you'll not be Jordan the trans comedian? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, f- I mean for for right this second um, it's about getting back to normal, and it's yeah. it's really surprising how normal it, it has all been. You know, the, the last year has been very um, full on, and and there's been a lot of worry. And now that you know the the news has been public for a month and a half, and we're back onto and we're doing shows, and it's just it's just like oh, we're just back to work. You know, our it's audience only been a month and a half. Yeah, since we released the video. I guess that's the difference because you've got such an internet based fan base. Yeah. that you could get that information to everyone yeah. pretty. Quickly. Yes, but the funny thing is it didn't hit everybody really quickly. Okay. So, you know, we put the video out and then a few weeks later we'd change our profile picture on YouTube or post some videos and they'll be just like, why is Jordan dressed like a girl? <laughs> why is Jordan dressed like a girl? And then someone's like, what happened to Jordan? Why is there a girl in the band now? <laughs> um, and we just link them to the video and explain. But, yeah. Um, so there has been – and there was someone when we did shows in Adelaide, saw me in the street, recognised me and was like, oh – I didn't go to your show because I thought you'd been replaced. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's so sweet that they love you so much, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. And it's and a lot of fans have gone, cool, I, I don't have a problem with this. Can you just get back to releasing funny videos? Yeah, Thanks. beautiful. So, yeah, I think uh I think I think it'll I think I'll always be noticeably or openly trans and visibly trans. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm quite proud of being trans now. And um and it's not something, you know, I can I can hide from because it's in the media and I'm in the media. But yeah. I, I'm Knowing that, I think, really helped help with my acceptance to know, um, you know, this this journey and, and the journey for a lot of queer people is is that, you know, when they use the word pride, um, it only it only kind of clicked with me that pride is the opposite of shame, and it's and this journey of taking your shame, and turning it to acceptance, but then um, going that one step further and t- taking it into pride, and I think that's the journey I'm on at the moment. That I got to the point a year and a half ago where I accepted myself. And now I'm on a journey to be proud of myself. Um, 
and and that's what the whole pride thing means wow. for me anyway. And that's yeah, it's a long, it only kind of clicked recently. As a long time fan of yours, I just it breaks my heart to think that you. So generous and funny and sweet. Would it feel shame about yourself? I could cry about it. I'm so happy. I know it's, it's a bit creepy because I don't know you very well, but I'm oh, so happy that you're happy and that yeah. you've done it and that it's worked I'm happy out. Too. It's um, yeah. It's so it's so strange to feel the way I do now, and which is I, the opposite of dysphoria, yeah, right? It's a bit of euphoric. It's a bit euphoric. Um, and I never could have imagined uh, two years ago. You know, be at the point where I'm, yeah, sitting on the radio covered in makeup, wearing a skirt. Have you ever um, heard of Stephanie Hurst? She's a friend of mine in England. Right. She was a radio, very masculine radio jock. Sure. Gender yep. dysphoria. Yeah. So she transitioned about two years ago. Right. And um, she talked about, last time I spoke to her was about just after, about the same time, about six weeks after yeah. she'd sort of come out. And um, she was saying that she'd been trying to fix a television, tune a television in, and she'd looked up and it, the screen was black, but in it she saw a reflection and for the first time she saw a woman. Yeah. Have you seen have yeah, you seen the woman? Totally. I've um yeah, I've, I've caught myself in the mirror and like, oh, there's a girl in the mirror. Oh yay! Yeah. yeah. That's massive. Yeah. But then some then sometimes also it's like, you know, late at night when I've got no makeup on and you know, I'm like, oh, there's a guy in the mirror again. No. I'm over 40, babes. We all see a guy in the mirror every now and then with no makeup on. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Congratulations right. and just more power to you. Nice. I'm sure I'm not the first person to say that you've probably saved lives by doing what you're doing publicly. Oh, that, I mean, that's um, that's really nice to hear. That's really, yeah. I'm just truthing, babe. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, girl. I've been standing up the back not doing much for this song. Well, that's because my talents are quite limited. But that doesn't mean that I love you any less. In fact... Oh my gosh, I had such a big night last night. I barely slept. Was it date night, boyfriend, or big party? (laughs) None of those. I watched TV all night and now I need to talk about it. Oh my God, did you know there's a podcast for that? Yes, it's called The Binge and it's with me, Rosie Waterland, where me and Laura Brodnick pull on tracky pants, hop on the couch and talk TV. It's like Gogglebox in your ears. It's free to air, streaming, all the shows people are watching. Subscribe to The Binge in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Jordan Raskopoulos there talking about her transition. As I was um, listening back to it after we recorded that conversation, it struck me that I was missing part of the story. The more she talked about how worried she had been about the effect that it would have on her career, I thought about the other two guys that were attached to her career, the other two members of the Axis of Awesome. I thought, I really need to speak to one of them about their fears and about the, the conversations that were had, the stresses around the idea of of a member coming forward and saying they were going to change everything. So uh, I gave Lee a call and this is is what happened. Um, It was either October or November 2014. So we'd gotten back from this big tour of the UK and Germany and had a little bit of time off, done some kind of filming stuff and then we're speaking at a Screen Australia event and it was in Melbourne and Jordan and I met up in the, I think like, the lobby of one of the Crown casinos. And I knew that there'd been stuff going on. I knew that she wasn't, like there'd been something happening with her that she hadn't told me about. And she's like, look, I will tell you, but, you know, things are really tough right now. And, you know, she sat me down and, and told me. What did you and, think um, it could be? Did you Were you sort of trying to figure out with yourself what is going on? Yeah, I guess so. But when, you know what it's like, when someone says that, you kind of go, well, you don't want to think the worst, but yeah. you also want to be prepared for the worst, I guess. Yep. You know, like prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Um, 
And it certainly that's not to say what Jordan told me was the worst by any means. Of course not. But um, you know, you, you think maybe there's you know family or relationship drama or whatever, and or illness or, or, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, something that you know, that there's nothing that I can do about it, and it's gonna you know, I mean. The thing is, Michelle, Jordan and I were friends well before the band. Like, we, we were friends for, I mean, I think even maybe as early as 2001, 2002. Yeah. Um, you know, went to uni together and playing a lot of theatre sports and improv comedy and, and creating shows together. So when Jordan told me, my first thought was, um, my first thoughts of, of any, any any concern at all was for my friend rather than for either of our careers, you know. Like, is, is this something that is going to be okay for her? And it has been and I've been pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by, you know, the reaction of, of the community and <clears throat> excuse me, not just the comedy community, but, you know, the audiences we've had and, and everyone supporting us. So yeah, that was my first kind of thoughts were, were, you know, is I hope she's going to be okay. And, you know, she has been and she is, so it's great. When at some stage though, between 2014 and say six weeks ago, when Jordan really came out publicly, um, there must have been times when the three of you thought, okay, this could end everything. Um, well, maybe I don't know, maybe, maybe early on, possibly, but, I mean, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't know how people are going to react. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's, it's a big unknown. And for me, it was something I hadn't had much experience dealing with. I, I don't have any other transgender friends and, you know, don't have a, uh, didn't have an experience with, mm-hmm. with someone transitioning. So a lot of it for me was finding out, you know, how best can we help Jordan through this, you know, as a friend and as a, you know, a fellow band member. And Jordan from the get-go was saying, I want to keep performing, I want us to keep doing what we're doing, and I want this to be, you know, the narrative to be around that I haven't, that things haven't changed for the mm-hmm. band, that I can continue. And, and that gives the broader message of if you're going through this or thinking that you have to, you, you want to transition uh, and thinking that you have to give up your career, Maybe you don't have to because look yeah. at us, Jordan didn't. So there was an opportunity to both help our friend, you know, keep working and also to, to I guess, set a good example and for her to be a role model and to help with that. And I I really want to minimise my part in it. I've, all I've done is keep doing my job and, and being there for my friend. And that's Jordan's the one who, you know, mm. has gone through the transition and he is a role model. And um, I guess if anything else, um, Benny and I can be role models for men out there who are going, how can I support my friends who might be going through something like this? Yeah. Just keep doing what you've always done. Treat them like they've always been treated. And if they tell you that there's something you're doing that makes them uncomfortable, listen to them. Let them, let them, yeah, let them have their say. Was there never a moment where you thought, no, 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 no? For me, I can think of so many moments throughout the years when I've gone, is this the moment when we're going to not be a band anymore because yeah. of whatever reason, because of, you know, maybe a tour didn't go as well as planned or maybe we're all exhausted and, you know, we love each other so much, but we've spent so much time together, more time than any three people should spend together (laughs) and gone through so much. And there are are times all the time when you go, well, maybe that's it. And then there are other times you go, this is the best thing that I've ever done. I love performing with these two. And you go, you go on a rollercoaster ride. The same as, I guess, any performing. Sometimes you love it, sometimes you hate it. And I don't think Jordan transitioning was ever a moment of that for me. I think it was about, if this... I think if my thoughts went there, if this ends the band, then that's got to be what's best for the three of us as people. And that's always been my thoughts. If, if, if anything is going to stop us performing, it's got to be the decision that we come to as a group to, to, to all feel happy and healthy and safe. And if Jordan goes, I want to transition and I don't want to keep performing because of that, then like 
who am I to say, no, we've got to keep going uh, if, if that's what she wants. But she didn't. She wanted the opposite. And yeah. that's great. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it, it comes down to as well when a lot of people are saying, you know, do you think Jordan's been really brave and, you know, are you proud of her? And I guess I am, but I feel like it's a shame that we live in a world where someone has to be called brave for being themselves. Yeah. Um, and that's, I guess, the same thing about the, the band carrying on. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to, you know, if, if people, I, I wouldn't, I would hope that people would react positively and if people are going to react negatively to something like that, then that's just really sad. And there's been so few instances of that, that it's, it's actually been really, yeah, like a little bit, you know, renewed my faith in, in humanity that people have been so supportive. Jordan especially got some advice from some people in the industry saying, You've got to do it your way. And she might have mentioned this as well, but rather than, you know, a, a teary interview on the couch on sunrise or something like that or 60 minutes, that's not what we do and it's never been what we do. Mm-hmm. What we do is make silly, funny videos for the internet. So <laughs> yeah. put it out that way, get it out there and then, like, do what you want to do, which for us was getting back to work. Like, yeah, that's the most exciting part of it, that now that the news is out there, all three of us are just happy to be back on stage going, great, we can we can keep performing and, and that, the show is really very um, very similar to other access shows we've done in the past. I mean, obviously, we address the, the, uh, the fact of Jordan's transition and then go, cool, now, we, now we'll play some, some more of our silly songs. Yeah. Well, wow. You are, you know, if, if ever anyone doubted it, you were three really impressive individual men. Oh, sorry, no. You are two very impressive individual men and one very impressive individual woman. And together... Together you do silly songs, but this has just given us an insight into who you are personally, and it's very impressive. Thank you so much, Lee. Congratulations. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for those lovely words. And, yeah, it's it's what we do, and it's great. We're very lucky. Yes. Thanks, mate. Have a great day. Bye. The Axis of Awesome. You can catch them performing all around the country and indeed all around the world. Please feel free to get in touch with me on Facebook about anyone else you think who'd be a great guest on the Nitty Gritty Committee. Thank you so much for downloading. If you loved it, go ahead and leave us a nice review on iTunes. If you didn't love it, then go away. Leave a review somewhere else, in your own mind perhaps. Thank you. Bye. That I copy every other cliche love song. Girl. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.